How to stop looking at porn for smart, family-oriented men who want to learn to sustainably let go of porn in a way you can enjoy and look forward to. Learning to be proud of the man that you are. I'm Danny Pullman. I'm a certified life coach. I've been coaching guys on this for several years now, have been in the porn quitting game for years beyond that, and I use this podcast to share what I've learned. This is a movement. It is happening. Join with us and start winning against porn. Hey, what's up, my people? Welcome to the How to Stop Looking at Porn, Win Back Your Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Danny Pullman, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm talking to you about why willpower does not work to quit porn sustainably. Okay, and I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. So I just met a guy a few days ago, and we'll call him Matt, okay? And he was explaining to me how he had this problem with porn when he was younger. He's a teenager, uh, but he wanted to change. And so his strategy back then was talk to parents about it, talk to the church leader, uh, use filters, and just kind of avoid porn, exposure to it in all its forms or triggers, just try to avoid all that altogether, and then really focusing on finding other hobbies and just trying to turn his brain toward those, right? And it worked for quite a while, right? Uh, even for about 10 years, he said. Um, and then after he was married and even had a kid, uh, he found himself getting back into masturbating to porn. Even though it wasn't really something he wanted to be part of his lifestyle, he, he found himself turning back to it again and again, and despite his best efforts. And so so he started trying to use strategies like the ones that he used before uh, when he was younger. Um, but even with those strategies, he was still having a hard time to get himself to either do those strategies or to do life without porn and say no to those cravings and urges, right? And even though him doing this was affecting his life negatively, it was affecting his marriage really negatively, Um Despite all this and knowing this and even talking to his wife about it along the way, he still kept doing it. And he's just like, what the heck's going on? Right. Um, he, he would have stretches of doing just fine uh, without porn. Right. But then but then he always just feels like it's just a matter of time till he gives in again. Um, and he doesn't have a lot of self-trust or confidence when it comes to urges or cravings for porn. He, part of him believes he can totally learn how to do life without this again and in an even more effective, sustainable way. But also, he's not so sure at the moment and feeling kind of stuck. And he kind of goes in and out of feeling stuck. And it's just sort of this roller coaster ride. Anyway, so this is how it's been for Matt. And, and something I just want to... Uh, use this example to explain and illustrate here is um, with Matt's initial strategies when he was younger, I just want you to notice this, right? They're, they're focused on accountability with other people and on avoiding exposure to the triggers and exposure to porn and on trying to force his brain in that direction that's not porn. And it's it's not that these things don't have their place, right? These things can have their place in habit change in the process. Um, but also, I just want you to notice <coughs> that these things are very focused on either forces external to you, right? Or on forcing with your willpower and battling within you, 
right? That's kind of how they're focused. And so the reason we're talking about this is for guys who want a sustainable change where they can confidently learn to let go of porn for good, uh, these strategies are not enough, okay? They're enough to find success for a while, but in my experience, I meet so many guys and work with so many guys on this over the years, these strategies aren't enough if you want to learn how to do long-term, confident, free from porn life that way. Um, so here's why. Let's talk about this. Uh, number one, true sustainable change comes from you being your best, most reliable accountability partner for yourself, right? Not someone else, but when you can become that most reliable accountability, why can't I say that word, <laughs> kind of quality partner for yourself, um, then that control and power comes from within, right? And, um, and when it's only relying on things coming from the outside, then we can get hung up. And then number two is willpower is a limited resource. And we're going to talk more about this to understand what I mean here. Okay. Um, so let's talk about this a bit more in psychology. Um, it's called an external locus of control versus an internal locus of control. And all that this means is when you are making your decisions about life, your day-to-day going about things and that self-control and how you direct that. Um, are, are you leaning more on external forces to direct how that goes or on internal forces to direct how that goes, right? So locus of control, just where the control comes from. External locus of control versus internal locus of control. And so if you are over-relying on external this is not going to get where you get you where you want in the long term in terms of habit change with porn. Okay. And then if, if you do shift from over relying on external to really ramping up the internal and getting that in shape, um, if the only type of power within yourself that you're accessing is willpower battling your way through urges or trying to get away from them or spending all that energy just stay busy enough or make yourself tired enough that you won't even want to look at porn or just avoiding any triggers or exposure to porn like if that's the only strategy you have when shifting to the internal locus of, of control that is not going to work because it's focused on willpower and willpower is a limited resource so it will run out at some point and you'll find yourself with getting those stretches without porn and then going back to it at some point. Okay. If that's your main strategy. Okay. So let's just talk about willpower energy for a second. Um, so it's a limited resource and let's, let's understand and get clear. And if this is a review, that's okay. Reviewing is a good way to learn for you guys, um, for all of us. So where and how does willpower get used up or spent, right? Here's some examples. This is not comprehensive, but this will give you a feel for it. So, so making decisions. This is one way that we use up willpower. When we're making decisions, um, just, just making it itself, okay? And then uh, focusing on, on anything. When you're, when you're kind of trying to direct your focus, then especially new things that are unfamiliar with, 
and that you're in a learning phase with, that will take a little extra willpower energy. But even just focusing on anything can take willpower energy. Okay. And then uh, trying to go against a currently established habit or pattern that takes a bit of extra energy for your brain and a little bit more willpower energy than it does to kind of just go with the, the currently established habit or pattern. And the key word there is currently, right? The currently established habit. Those patterns can change and you can train your brain to have new patterns. But when a current pattern is established between you there and you changing that pattern, there's going to be a little extra willpower energy required to find that new way, create that new pattern, right? Um, and then leaving decisions unmade or kind of waffling back and forth with a decision, um, having that unmade decision weighing on you or going back and forth, like, am I going to do this? Am I not? Am I going to do this? Am I not? That uses up that willpower energy. That's called decision fatigue. Okay. Um, and then just being physically exhausted can affect your willpower energy reserves. Um, not resting enough, not replenishing with proper nutrition, right? Um, you'll have, if you've had a big, long focused morning of work, um, you're going to have it feel like you have less willpower energy before your lunch break than you will after your lunch break. You go take that rest and eat that food and you'll replenish some of that willpower energy within you. Okay. Um, they have studies to show this. Um, and and then another thing that spends willpower energy, resisting how we are feeling in this moment, right? In other words, focusing on, on rejecting and trying to get away from our current emotional state or from an urge, for example, or you're just feeling a really uncomfortable feeling that you don't like. When we spend time rejecting that or trying to get away from it or pushing against it, um, this is something a lot of us do unconsciously because we've just learned how to do it. Okay. This is, that's one of the biggest parts of my work with guys is looking at that stuff. Um, and this uses up willpower energy when we're rejecting these uncomfortable feelings and not finding that flow, um, with those things. Okay. So, so that gives you a feel for kind of some of the things that can, uh, use up our willpower energy day-to-day -day life. And then, Keep in mind that just because willpower is a limited resource doesn't mean that it's useless, right? That's not what we're saying here, okay? All this means is that we want to learn to use it more efficiently. And what this can mean is with the amount that we do have, let's direct it in ways that, that help us get a lot out for what we put in or get more out <laughs> for what we're putting in, okay? So let's use an example here. This is one of the classic scientific studies on conditioned and learned behavior. And it was done with dogs by a guy named Pavlov. So they call them Pavlov's dogs. Or if you've ever heard people say a Pavlovian response, that's where this Pav Pavlov, that comes from the name of the scientist, right? <laughs> so um, in this experiment, uh, what they did is they took the dogs and they um they rung a bell <coughs> and then and then they brought a treat they brought food for the dog okay so ring the bell ring the treat the the food has that uh dopamine reward that comes into play in the brain and then when there's dopamine 
the brain basically takes that as a cue. Hey, dopamine is important to our survival. It means we're accessing something important to our survival. And let's take note of all the things that were involved in getting us that dopamine so that we can repeat this in the future and get more of it. Okay. And by the way, when you do porn and masturbate to porn, dopamine is one of many chemicals involved that has the same exact effect on that lower part of your brain that is very much like a dog brain, okay? Um, we have an upper human brain too, that's like the trainer part of our brain, but we also have this dog-like part of our brain, okay? And so in the experiment, they ring the bell, bring the treat, and their, their brains learn over time, oh, when the bell rings, then a treat's coming. And what does their body do to prepare for food when it anticipates food is coming? They salivate, their mouths salivate and getting ready to help chew and digest the food, right? Let's get a head start on this since we know it's coming anyway. And their brains learn to do this. This is not a natural thing for a dog to do, right? A dog doesn't come born into this world salivating when it hears bells ringing, okay? And it's the same thing with us and porn. Porn is on a screen. It is not a natural thing. It's a man-made concentrated pretend version of sex that affects those parts of our brain that think it thinks it's sexually relevant, right? And But we are not born just wanting porn on a screen, okay? It's just as much as these dogs learned to uh, salivate when they hear the bell, we have learned to want porn. And that's where uh, those urges and cravings that come up, that's kind of like the salivating in our brain, okay? It, our brain has been trained and it's like, oh, stressful day of work, just got home and I'm feeling kind of tired and still got some stress going in me. This looks familiar. Isn't this the same? Aren't these the same situations where I looked at porn and masturbated in the past, right? So let's get that dopamine that comes from that. And here we are. We're all queued up. Let's go. So your brain has that, that learned urge that it brings up, like the salivating dog, Okay. And so what they did with the dogs is they also reversed it and they said, okay, now let's, now that they've learned to salivate in response to these bells, let's, let's keep ringing the bells and stop bringing the food right after we ring the bells. And let's see what happens. And for the first little while, the dogs still salivated when they heard the bells. But then when you stop bringing the treat right after that bell for long enough, then the dogs stop salivating when they hear the bells. They could unlearn what they had learned, okay? And we can do that same thing with our brains. And one of the cool things is that their brains unlearned it way faster in a way shorter amount of time than it took to learn it. And this is something I see with guys all the time. You've been looking at porn for, for 20, 30 years plus even, right? And still within a matter of months, you can retrain your brain in some incredibly powerful ways that make all the difference in you getting where you want with your goals, okay? So um, now let's talk about this Pavlov's dog's example in terms of what we're talking about in the podcast today. Um, so a willpower battle with our urges is like trying to put the saliva back in the dog's mouth, right? Like, uh-oh, the dog's salivating. We don't want the dog to be salivating. So let's like, catch all the saliva and let's like shove it back in, into the glands. And like, you can't, once the saliva is coming out, you can't do that, right? So 
Um, and it just sounds ridiculous. We're not going to try to shove the saliva back in. But then this is what we're trying to do with our own behavior and our urges for porn is we're trying to shove the saliva back in. We're focusing all our energy on let's stop that salivating from happening or just stop the saliva from getting out and catch it all, put it back in. Rather than being smart like the scientists and retraining the dog's brain so that the salivating doesn't happen in the same way with the same cues and and then the dog just stops salivating when it hears the bells eventually, right? And um, and so that's the strategy that we want to take. That's the efficient use of our willpower. Don't spend all your willpower energy trying to run away from porn, trying to avoid the urges, the triggers, trying to avoid situations where you think you might be triggered, right? Don't only have your energy toward all that. Uh, we actually want to learn skills to retrain your brain, and we want you to intentionally go toward some of those situations where you've been triggered and train your brain to not have those triggers in those situations anymore. It's so freaking empowering, right? Um, so this making sense? You can ask me questions, uh, email me, send me a DM. All right, so let's review. We don't want to over-rely on external locus of control, right? And then when you are shifting from external to internal, use the external along the way as it's helpful, right? Uh, so we don't have to throw it out completely, but don't have it be your only thing. And when you shift to the internal, don't have your only internal strategy be the willpower battle trying to put the saliva back in the mouth's dogs. Mouth's dogs, dogs' mouths. <laughs> Okay, and um, and choose a more efficient and effective strategy that works with your brain's resources and not against them. Okay, spend more of your willpower energy developing habits that help you unlearn your desire for porn, and less of your willpower energy fighting directly against urges. So, after all this, we might be asking. If I don't use willpower, Danny, I don't battle against the urges, then what do I do when the urges come? Does that mean I just give in to urges every time so that I don't use a bunch of willpower? And no, that's not what I'm saying. Um, and by the way, I'll tell you more about some specific uh, strategies, ideas, approaches about what to do with these urges in the coming weeks in the post or podcast episode. So pay attention. And side note, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I do regular posts there with really helpful, useful information. And it's all that's all free stuff you can access. At Danny Pullman Coaching is the user tag, whatever you call that. Um, I'm blanking on what you call it. Follow me there. Get on my email list, too. If you want to get on my email list, you can um, get my free emails that I send regularly with uh, useful information, ideas. But for now, a basic thing that you can do is just spend less time waffling on your decision whether to look at porn or not, okay? I'm just going to give you one thing to experiment with here. So an example would be next urge that you have, instead of turning it into an all-day thing or this long drawn out, am I going to do this, am I not, will I, won't I, tell yourself, I'm giving myself two minutes, two minutes to come to a decision whether I'm looking at porn or not, okay? Don't be so obsessed about whether 
you end up looking at porn or not. Um, and be more focused on just playing around with this willpower energy and see how it affects your life. Okay. So, uh, so if you've got the craving, tell yourself, okay, set a timer even and watch the clock. I've got two minutes to settle on a firm decision. Am I doing this or not? And then you can even like break the day into four hour chunks or just break it into days, wherever you're at, kind of pick something that works. Say you're asleep eight hours. That means you're awake for the other 16 in a day. So four hour chunks is like four quarters of a, of a basketball game or something. Right. So turn your day into a basketball game, make it fun. And then, um, and then just tell yourself like, okay, I've got two minutes to decide. And if yes, decide, am I looking right now or in a later part of this four hour chunk, right? When am I looking? And if the answer is no, the decision is no, then let it be a firm no until the next urge comes along or until the next four hour chunk, the next quarter of your day or both. And, um, and just play with this, just have the focus be not on, it has to be this decision no matter what, or else I'm a failure and I suck and I'll never figure this out. Shift your focus for a bit and just play with this. Have the focus be on, I'm going to see how this affects my day-to-day life and how this conserves willpower energy for, you, energy for me just to spend less time deciding about this stuff, right? So two minutes, make your decision, settle on it, go do the thing or don't do the thing, get back to what you're focused on in your day, right? And then you'll, if you do this, you'll have more willpower energy left over to focus on other things in your life, right? And to focus on retraining your brain and just to focus on being your best you the rest of the time instead of exhausting and draining this part of yourself that affects your decision-making in other areas of your life and your energy levels for other things and for your what's available for your family or things you are passionate about or want to be passionate about, right? Um, it'll make this less of a drain. So give yourself the gift of just making quicker decisions when it comes to your urges. All right. So my question for you is whether it's that strategy that I just offered you as something you can play around with or something else, how can you start using your willpower energy more efficiently to reach your goals of being free from pornography? Okay. If you want to go even more in depth on this, uh, then Talk to me about joining the Chainbreaker program or about one-on-one -on -one coaching options. Um, I In these programs, I teach you even more specifically what's going on with your brain, and I give you specific tools to practice with that get you to learn to implement with my guidance and coaching along the way. And if you're in a group, you get to do it along with other amazing like-minded guys who just want to up-level their life in this way. And you'll see that they are the kind of guys who it's not just about porn. It's about let's, I mean, the thing we always come back to is how do we make your life so good that porn becomes irrelevant, right? So they're bringing them whole, their whole selves to this situation. And we're applying these mindset, powerful mind shifting tools to all the areas of our lives. And that's part of what helps us let go of porn more easily. Okay. So if you think you'd fit right in with that kind of group, or in a one-on-one -on -one coaching situation with me, or do you just want to find out and get a feel for it, then I just want you to know, like, if that's you, we want you, and we're ready for you, and we have room for your whole self, all of you, all of you, 
okay? You get to be you. You get to be right where you're at. We start with loving and accepting all of the current you. That's where we start. And then we just build from where you're at. And we just keep building. Amen. Thanks, guys. And until next time. If you enjoy listening to the How to Stop Looking at Porn podcast, you have to come check out the Chainbreaker program. It's my group coaching program through my Chainbreaker Coach app where you get access to regular group coaching calls, to training modules, to tools, to a community of like-minded guys where we take all of this greater information and learn to actually implement it in a game-changing way that works. It's about so much more than just porn. Join us at dannypullman.com forward slash work with me. Remember, Pullman is spelled P-O-E-L-M-A-N. Become a chain breaker and learn to unchain your personal power. And remember, the power is already there. You just got to learn to access it.